Hello and welcome to Beyond Markets by Julius Baer, a series featuring conversations with experts to share recent market developments, key insights and strategic inputs from around the globe. In each episode, we cut through the noise to bring practical advice and macro research on today's shifting economic and market landscape. Please listen to the important legal information at the end of this podcast. Hello, everyone. My name is Perlin Wong, and I'm Head Investment Promotion and Solutions Asia at Julius Baer. Today, I have the pleasure of talking to Kelly Chia. He's our Deputy Head Research Asia. Hi, Kelly. Thank you very much for taking the time for this conversation today. Hi, Perlin. Thanks for having me on today. So in the next few minutes, we will be sharing with you, our listeners, our views on how to invest into the year end 2022. So Kelly, markets had a lot to digest this year with spiking inflation, aggressive central bank tightening, the Ukraine war, and the ongoing pandemic. And we saw most asset classes, with the exception of energy defense-related investments, take a beating. With just under four months left in the calendar year, what's our view on what to expect? Thanks a lot, Pauline. You're right. You know, there's really been quite a lot of headwinds for the markets and investor confidence really has been shaken. You know, I've spoken to quite a number and they are really wondering what to do. But we think that most of the bad news is largely priced in, maybe a little bit more, but we rather recommend for investors to stay invested. Two key reasons why. Firstly, we believe we are really in a short-term bear market. This is also known as a cyclical bear market and not a structural decline, which is also known as a secular bear market. Secondly, we've always had the view that it's really tough to generate consistent returns with high-frequency trading and investing long-term is actually the way to go. To be clear, staying invested doesn't mean that we sort of like do nothing. It does mean continuously monitoring and reviewing a portfolio against its objectives. And of course, you have to rebalance if necessary. You say, Kelly, we are in a cyclical bear market, not a secular one. You explain this, but could you maybe go a little bit further and help to elaborate more what you mean? I think the key issue here is the economic picture in the US has largely remained stable. Jobs are actually still really, really abundant. And in the near term, we are not really expecting a deep recession. The reporting season that has just finished, especially in the US, was better than feared. Although admittedly, this was you know, supported by the energy sector, which has had a really, really good run. Headwinds, we think, for risk assets like stocks should eventually ease sometime in the fourth quarter of this year. I think because rate high expectations will generally be factored in by then. Economic activity also you know, will follow and expected to bottom by the first half of next year. So that's actually really soon because we're already in September. So a retest of this year's low, actually, we think it's an opportunity to be able to add to your returns over the medium to long term. If this view is correct, what you're saying, Kelly, is that it's now or soon to be an opportunity to invest for the medium to long term then what would your thoughts be, your recommendations be on investing by individual asset classes? I would say, firstly, we should try to avoid excessive levels of cash, except, of course, if you're having a tactical liquidity buffer that you want to deploy later. 
this is especially true today, right? Because we have higher than normal inflationary numbers and our cash actually just loses buying power if we sort of like keep excessive amounts of cash. Equities remain our preferred asset class and we still like developed markets, especially the US. We continue to emphasize a like barbell type of approach and our exposure towards profitable growth technology stocks obviously have you know, not been doing very well, but you know, I think it's a great time to pick up some while holding on to some defensives, especially healthcare and high dividend stocks. Obviously, in the fixed income side, opportunities have finally opened up because yields and spreads are at the levels last seen a few years ago. If you wanted to buy a fixed income a bond a few years ago and you just didn't manage to, the yields and spreads are finally in our favor. And with that, we really prefer US dollar investment grade corporate bonds and favor moderate duration, which is generally three to five years. Investors with a high risk appetite can check out opportunities in European subordinated bank debt and private credit where yields are even higher in those spaces. Thanks, Kelly. I wanted to speak a bit more about recommendations in Asia because we're both based here in Singapore. So what recommendations do we have or do you have for our Asian clients? Indeed, I think actually it's not just in Asia, but actually all investors tend to have some home bias. In fixed income, we like a mix of Indian renewables, investment grade bonds of issuers from Korea, Southeast Asia, Australia. Some big tech are also issuing some bonds and obviously home bias issuers. For equity, I think India looks pretty interesting now. ASEAN has held up really well because it's a long rates and long commodity play and Asian REITs also stand out for us. If you think about China, we are staying sort of like selective and we are still sticking with secular growth themes in China, generally around the environment, high-end manufacturing and of course mass consumption because it's a very large country. That's very interesting. But are there particular sectors that we prefer beyond Asia or even themes? For those of us who like to think along this line of thematic investing, it still revolves around the same buying of the dips in technology and healthcare on both sides of the barbell that we spoke about just now. The reason being, we believe the digital revolution has really room to run and is pretty attractive, especially after the recent setback in healthcare. You know, at the end of the day, I think it's a long-term call. The world is getting generally older. We've got more and more pandemics. So we like big pharmaceutical companies, managed care organizations, and of course, companies that provide tools and services in the life sciences space. Energy is a very current topic now, especially with the current energy crisis that's in Europe. And that's also in the longer term, there's a transition from fossil fuels to renewables. So in that regard, I think mobility is quite interesting, you know, in the mobility space, government support along with strong interest from car manufacturers and consumers is really driving the shift towards uh, electric vehicles. We also like clean energy, obviously, and future mobility, especially since many quality companies to these teams now offer pretty attractive entry points after the recent correction. Thanks, Kelly. Um, I think that was a very good overview of uh, what we liked by, by geography, by sector, by themes. But as you know, uh, not every client has the same risk appetite. There are clients who are more risk averse. So for these clients, what advice would you give them? 
for risk-averse clients, I think that they may want to hedge a part of their portfolio by possibly shorting the portfolio's underlying index with maybe futures contracts. Obviously, when you employ hedging strategies, the portfolio construction that you have currently isn't touched, right? And that's a good thing. If you maintain that you want to have that kind of portfolio moving in the long term, and the investor obviously also stays fully invested. This is a simple example, but there are many hedging strategies. Obviously, depending on your individual, on their individual profile, a better or fuller discussion with a financial advisor would be more appropriate. I know that buying hedges is really not a very popular thing to do because it's like sunk costs. But if you think about it, right, if we buy insurance for our cars, for our homes, I mean, why wouldn't we do it for something with such substantial value like investment portfolio? So that's the rationale, I think, for buying some hedges at this point of time. Yeah, that's true. That really makes sense. Great. Thank you so much for the really interesting conversation and for sharing your thoughts with all of us on how to invest into the year end 2022. Thanks for having me. But just as a real quick summary, we really like to stick with a barbell approach with both quality tech stocks as well as defensives like healthcare and yielding assets like dividend stocks and bonds. September, we admit, is likely to prove another volatile month, but rather than be scared by it, I think we can capitalize on the volatility and draw down to our advantage. Finally, it doesn't hurt by buying some hedges for your investment portfolio to maintain the current composition. Fantastic. And that concludes this edition of the Beyond Markets podcast. Thanks again to Kelly for joining me today. And thank you all for tuning in. We hope that you enjoyed listening to this conversation and that you will join us again very soon. Bye for now. You have been listening to Beyond Markets by Julius Baer. If you like what you heard, subscribe to our show on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you listen. To learn more about Julius Baer, our people, our latest thinking, visit us at www.juliusbaer.com. We will be back with a brand new episode soon. This is a podcast disclaimer. The information and opinions expressed in this podcast constitute marketing material and are not the result of independent financial or investment research. The podcast content is intended for information purposes only and does not constitute an offer, a recommendation or an invitation by or on behalf of Julius Baer to buy or sell any securities, security-based derivatives or other products or to participate in any particular trading strategy in any jurisdiction. Julius Baer does not accept liability for any loss arising from the use of the podcast content. Please refer to www.juliusbear.com forward slash legal forward slash podcasts for further important legal information.